Before the show starts, make sure you visit the Breakfast store for all the sweet Breakfast merch, like the super comfy Breakfast t-shirts and the very dapper Breakfast coffee mugs. Go there now, BreakfastStore.com. People of Earth, if you can hear my voice, you have arrived at another episode of Breakfast with Brent Pope. I am your host, Brent Pope, and my guest today is the stupendous actor, Debbie Van. Not only is she in the groundbreaking film Joyride, which is hilarious, in 2023 alone, Debbie Fan appeared in shows like American Born Chinese, Platonic, Fatal Attraction, Tiny Beautiful Things, and Bel Air, so she is absolutely on fire, and that's not all. We had breakfast at Highland Cafe, and we had breakfast burritos, and y'all know how I feel about a good breakfast burrito, so let's go. We have Debbie Fan today on Breakfast. Pick it up! Welcome to Breakfast with Brent Pope. Breakfast. This young lady just smashed the lids on all these cakes in the bakery section. <laughs> I could go on a Hallmark card. My uh, guest today. Oh, I'm going to need to hear all about that. I didn't need any extra sausage. He adds character to my crew. <laughs> Is a goat pit a real thing? What? Welcome to Breakfast with Brent Pope. Great place to hang out and good food, too. I'm always playing blue collar guys. Brent, let me screw through the pipe. I wouldn't jump up and down until we stabilize the hydraulics. I love a crawler. All yeah. my uncles got the gout. Jalapeno slash cheddar waffles. Who doesn't love that? It's breakfast time. Breakfast. The only show where bacon, pancakes, Hollywood. I'm your host, Brent Pope. Debbie Pan, welcome to the tiny studio LA in NoHo. Oh, happy to be here. Yes. Well, hey. Let's start off with Joyride because it's everyone's talking about Joyride. It's very funny. First of all, the audition process for that. What was that like? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It came out. Opening day was yesterday. We're recording yep. this on Saturday, so that's pretty exciting. And yeah, the audition process was, it was, if anyone's seen the trailer where the family comes up and basically speaking in Chinese and talking about all the white people, that, <laughs> that, was, the, uh, that was the audition. So really, yeah, it was pretty darn funny because when I read it, I was like, "Are you without swearing? I don't know." What we, but, you, can, you can say whatever you want. Already, <laughs> but it was funny. How's that? So it was yeah. fun to um, submit the tape, and then um, it kind of just went off, and then I got the call. So, so not even a callback, just booked after that one yeah. audition. That's awesome. Yeah, I love when you have to do one more than one audition. Yeah. They just like, "Yep, <laughs> Debbie is the person for this." Thank you. Yeah, it's always one of those surprises, too, when you're sending off tapes, like where it's like when they follow up and they're like, oh, we want to put an offer or an avail or something. It's like I'm not, every time I'm like, oh, really? What? <laughs> I'm, I'm curious because I don't know because I didn't go out for this movie. I don't know if this is one of those movies that had a lot of buzz. If Maybe you saw it and you're like, oh, I know what this is. Like, for example, if I had got an uh, audition for Easter Sunday, which was like the Filipino, oh, very yeah. Filipino centric, I would have been like, oh, I know what this is. Did you know what this was? Well, the working title, what it was originally, was Joy Fuck Club. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> look, I would watch that movie. Right. Uh, <laughs> so that right off the bat gave a little bit of a clue of like what this was like turning the tables on. Yeah, which was um the iconic movie Joy Luck Club, mm -hmm. um which was great, um which is over I think thirty years old now. Oh, my gosh, and a new version. Yes. Hey, let's have a new version of the um, Asian American female experience. Right. <laughs> well, and most of the actors in this movie are of Chinese descent. Yeah. Correct? Yeah. So many. For putting this in a kind of a genre, it's like a bridesmaids hangover vibe. That's the kind of thing, right? Bunch of friends hanging out. Weird stuff happens. Inappropriate stuff happens. But it's all delightful. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 And when I read the script, I very, I also, for me, I was like, oh, it's kind of like has that bridesmaids feel. And so when I got to, um, you know, I showed up on set and Annie Momolo was um, the mom of 
Audrey's character yeah. who wrote Bridesmaids. I was like, oh my gosh. Wow. This is so cool. Wow. Yeah. Well, uh, look, there's something special too. This is nothing about your performance specifically, but you happen to be in this movie, the first person we see on screen, yeah. right? And so then, which is, I, look, this is a dream of every uh, actor, just my ego talking here, to be in a movie, and then when the when the cast comes at the beginning, your name is the first one <laughs> in order of appearance. Debbie Fan, first one. I was like, oh my, that is awesome. Yeah, I think it's one of those things that I think as, because we went and watched it last night, and I was mm-hmm. like, kind of thinking about that, and um, Jess, who we both know. Yeah, kind of, Jess Canty, who's been on the show, she's our... Our man, both of our managers. Yeah. yeah. And um, just kind of something, I don't know, it just kind of hit me. I was like, wait, that's really cool. <laughs> it's really awesome. Yeah. 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 So I texted my parents this morning. I was like, yeah, it's pretty cool to like be able to see my name on the big screen, you know, because we've seen it on like the small screen mm-hmm. on TV and streaming and everything. But for me, it's the first time where I was like in a huge theater. Well, and also when you're shooting the movie, you don't, that's the thing you don't think about. You don't know. You don't know if you're going to be the first thing. You don't know if you're going to be the first person they see. So it's a total surprise to you when you see, you're like, oh, I'm the first one. That's cool. Yeah. 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 And same with when the trailer came out, like, I think it was back in March or something. And um, someone, I think you texted it to me actually. And, and, and I'm the first person that shows up that scene again. It was just kind of like, whoa, what, what is, what's happening here? Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Well, it's a really funny movie. Congrats on that. I hope everybody still goes out to see it. And yeah, like I said, I plan on seeing it several more times because it's right in my wheelhouse of movies that I like. I love Bridesmaids. I love The Hangover. I love stuff like that. I love stuff that's pretty edgy, you know, but very funny. Yeah. Uh, And yet still... Still pretty grounded, though, you know, it's not like it's it's you know, it's not like a Farrelly Brothers movie where, uh, you know, Jim Carrey's squirting ketchup bottles all over the place. uh, You know, (laughs) yeah, I love Dumb and Dumber, but that that does happen in that movie. No, this is not like that. This is all kind of pretty real. But like, man, it goes it goes there. If you're talking about like for the comedy laughs, there's no boundaries of where they'll go for the laughs. Yeah. I mean, and when I read the script, I was like laughing out loud with my jaw dropped. I was like, is is this really is this really what's happening? And then to see it up on screen, I was like, oh, my God. (laughs) Yeah, it's funny. So, yes, everyone, please go see it. Yes. Yes. So, so funny. I want to go back to you starting out as an artist. You grew up in Utah. How did that affect you as a creative person, like how you learned to be creative? Does that make sense? Yeah, it's a great question. Um, yeah, I was born and raised in Utah. It's a very, like, growing up, it's a great place. As, yeah. as a kid, it felt like a great place to grow up uh-huh. because there's so much to do outdoors, nature, and just be a kid, frankly. And that is a wonderful thing. And um, and then I think as I got older, there's certain things that happen in terms of you just realize that there aren't that many Asian people there. There aren't that many people yeah. that look like me, you know, right, kind of right. that whole thing. And being from an immigrant family, there's just kind of differences. And it's also very, you know, there's a strong Mormon influence there. Yeah, yeah. That also is a factor of that. And so I think just having all of those experiences in terms of bringing it to my art, I guess, they just influence who I am. And I mean, in many ways, in, for people who watch Joyride or, you know, if you go see it, hopefully you do. There's just some differences. They talk a lot about like being white versus being Chinese and Asian sure. and, and identifying. And so I think that is something that I definitely related to growing yeah. up there. It's like, where do I belong? Who's my role model? Mm-hmm. And so having more Asian representation on screen, which is, I think, where so many of us get you know, what life is supposed to look like in a way, our influences and how, you know, it's helpful. Mm -hmm. It's helpful. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of segued there, but. um, No, that was a great answer, though. 
I had a, I didn't realize this was a thing until I watched, I think it was Fresh Off the Boat, mm. right? And I watched it and it was the first time where I was like, I really identify with how this family interacts with one another. And then I was like, that's never happened for another. And then I thought, wow, there's some people that that happens all the time for them. Yeah. So I'm just watching these shows through a different lens than other people. Yeah. But it was like a kind of a transcendent moment for me to be like, oh, I really identify with that. Or we talked about uh, the other day when we were having our breakfast, Pen 15. Oh, yeah. Where like things like, let's say, uh, my mom's Filipino. And then your friends would come over and be like, oh, I'm going to hide all this quote unquote weird Filipino mm-hmm. stuff because it's not like what everyone else sees their house. And I don't want to answer all the questions about what is this? And yeah. either I I might not know what it is, you know, or I'm like, oh, it's uh, it's a Filipino thing. And then you have to explain what's the Philippines, all these different things. So very interesting to, like you said, the representation and, and to see all these different stories that we haven't seen before. And it kind of fills in the blanks for me. Yeah. <laughs> on some things that I was like, oh, this is why I've always had this feeling in the back of my head about this thing, you know, and yeah. like, oh, I agree with that. I Maybe I thought I was the only one, but now I see it on TV or in a movie. So uh, I guess it's a real thing. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And it just makes everyone, you know, I think just see more of us, you know, this when I first started dating my husband, yeah. you know, he was from Minnesota, small okay. town, and we were I don't know where we were in the Walmart or something, you know. And in that one little shopping trip, like there was the older kids who were making ching chong noises at me and oh, following man. me. And then also there was like a baby in a car who was staring at me like, I've never seen anyone that looks like you. You know, you could tell it was like this novel. Were you in thing. Minnesota? Where oh, were I was you? in Minnesota. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And not in Minneapolis, like in small town. Right. Small town. Small, smaller town, you know. Sure. And it's like that kind of thing where it's like, oh, right. There's no access to people who look different. And if it's not on TV, then where will they actually see it? You know what's wild about what you just said, right? And how long ago was this? This was, we've been together almost 20 years. So okay. 20 years, yeah. Even 20 years ago. 19, so we're talking 19, about the early, yeah. the, the early aughts, right? <laughs> Is that <laughs> there are kids, so there are kids out there, maybe never seen an Asian person but somehow got the memo about Ching Chong. Yeah. I mean, come on. Yeah. Well, what is going on the here? The older kids, I did not forgive that much. I, yes. Like, you guys know better. Know better. Because that, and that's, you know, I look at like, that's learned from, that's learned. That's passed so, down. So unoriginal. Yes. I'm sorry. If you're going to, you know, slander my personality or my ethnicity, at least <laughs> make up your own thing, guys. Come on. Yeah. Now you're unoriginal and unfunny. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> With the little kid, I was like, okay, I get that. Like, yeah. Just, just different. Be original. That's the point. Yes. Be original and be tolerant. Come on. Be tolerant. On. Exactly. Yes. Be Jeez tolerant. Yeah. Uh, come a long way, hopefully. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, look, all these things that, that we're exposed to happen to us or happen when we're around all turn us into the person we are. And mm-hmm. I believe sometimes make us more tenacious. And Hollywood is tough. It's a tough atmosphere just because constantly, like when you audition, Almost all the time you don't get the job. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. At least that's my experience. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> the odds are against us. Yeah. So look. yeah. So to have already experienced, you know, where a lot of rejection, a lot of pessimism is is uh not a good thing, but it also helps build, you know, maybe your character. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe not. Uh maybe we would have got it without it. But I do think it sometimes these hard things make us who we are. You know, yeah, yeah, you know. absolutely. So Utah, did you grow up in big city? Salt Lake in Utah? City, yeah. Salt Lake City, so that's a big city. How, yeah. many, how many people, about how big is Salt Lake City? I don't know city? what it is now. I think when I was growing up, it was about a million. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's grown from there because there's been a lot of suburbs and everything right. that have grown since I've 
been gone from there, but yeah. So do you still go to Utah a lot? I don't. I don't. Okay. It's been a while. Yeah, once my parents moved away from there. Gotcha. Is there one thing you really miss about Utah? Like, this thing is really cool. It's unique. The weather. The weather. The, weather, the, the uh, four seasons and nature. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah, the access to nature. I mean, literally, like, there were, especially during springtime, there'd be times when I was skiing. I'd go up in the mountains and ski in the morning, and then I'd be down golfing in the afternoon. Wow. Yeah, and so... But they still have actual, like, they always say in L.A., there's not actual seasons. It's just kind of like... It all kind of feels the same. It rains for a little bit, but yeah. but it never gets really, really cold. Uh, it does get really, really hot. But yeah, there's no like, oh, here's the season when all the leaves are falling. Yeah. Like you do back east in the Midwest. So Utah's going to leave that too. Yeah. And it's just beautiful as far as being outdoors and everything feels so accessible. Mm-hmm. And not that it isn't here, but just in LA, it feels like, you know, well, anything can take 20 minutes to get somewhere or two hours. Right. Like you don't know. <laughs> it's the same distance, but <laughs> it's a crapshoot. <laughs> wow. Well, hey, uh, before we go too much further, we did have a wonderful breakfast at Highland Cafe in Highland Park. And you, you are a vegan. Yes. I do enjoy some good vegan food sometimes. I'm not a vegan. I do enjoy (laughs) vegan food sometimes. Yeah. I'm not opposed to it. That's good. That's (laughs) good. Yeah. No. You had the sorrizo burrito. I, before you even say how you like this, I like sorrizo better than chorizo, the actual chorizo, because to me, chorizo is is a little greasy. Yeah. Sorrizo has the same taste, but not as greasy. And I I, believe you. I really like the flavor of it, though. I really like the flavor of sorrizo. Yeah. Uh, how was your sorrizo burrito? Yeah, it was it was great. I had a sub where I had them take out the hash browns and put in some veggies, but mm-hmm. otherwise it had the sorrizo, it had tofu, tofu. it had beans. I mean, black beans. Good. Black beans. It was spicy. It was I think good. they were. Spicy. I think they were out. Did you have? They were out of avocado. They were out of avocado. That. Yeah. I could make a, you know, avocado can really elevate a burrito, though. So that's yeah. kind of sad that you didn't get that. But yeah. Next, next time. time. Yeah, next, next time. time. <laughs> it's a good, it was good, though. I was going to ask you, it was a red tortilla. It was. What was that made out of? I don't know. You think it's like beans? I'm going to guess it was um, red pepper. You know how they have spinach tortillas? Okay. I'm going to guess it was a red pepper tortilla. Red pepper. So it wasn't like tomato. Oh, it, could, it didn't. Mm. I think they have that as Subway. They have like, sometimes they have a red tomato tortilla, I yeah. think. I don't but you're right. Like, was it spicy, the, the tortilla? The tortilla wasn't, no. Okay. Yeah. So, But it was I, very, very red. So I was like, oh, that looks really pretty. Yeah, you're right. Burrito. It could have been tomato. Yeah. I think my palate was more, well, one, it's not that refined. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but also the spiciness was maybe coming through more than the tortilla. Uh, and the spiciness was where? Was that in the sorrizo? I think the sorrizo okay. on its own had some spice. And okay. then there was, um, there was a nice hot chili pepper in there that luckily I did not bite into. Oh, yeah, there was a big yeah. red. Yeah, that, that would have been um, a different meal. Yeah. You'd been into it. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. That, the meal <laughs> probably would have been over. I'd be like, I got to go. <laughs> Just please, where's the water ice? <laughs> Guys, we were supposed to have Debbie Fan. She ate a uh, red pepper at breakfast and unfortunately is unable to attend. Uh, it's a long-lasting pepper. <laughs> What did they sell? What kind of veggies did they put in there? They sub for you. You know, it wasn't um, as much. I feel like there was maybe something green. I mean, I think it was a little kale. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. That was kind of all I saw. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But enjoyable burrito. It was the, good. Yeah, salsa? I did enjoy. Did they have some salsa. They there? did have salsa. Yeah, some mm. pico de gallo. Oh, that's right. There was yeah, it was good. It was a red salsa. Yeah, it was a good meal. Yeah, yeah. I had the rooster burrito, which was not vegan. I couldn't turn it down because you very rarely see a burrito that has a runny egg instead of scrambled eggs in Mm. it. So I thought, "Uh, let me try that. And it was really good. Hash browns. I had applewood smoked bacon. I had all the the non-vegan stuff. I'm sorry. It's okay. Uh, (laughs) Mexi cheese blend. Yeah, which is what? Like what kind of cheeses are in there? I don't know. It's just a blend. (laughs) Maybe cotilla. Cotilla. uh, And other. Cheddar? 
Maybe. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> we'll have to Google that. What's in the Mexican yeah. cheese? One thing I do, here's a funny story is I told you this when we were eating. I knew it was in the neighborhood of a place I had been before that had a drink called the James Brown, which is like absolutely delicious, but all, probably has just so much sugar in it. In fact, I know it has sugar in it, <laughs> but I love the name, the James Brown. I was like, it's memorable. And I was like, oh, after I finish, I'm going to go find that place that has a James Brown. This was the place with the James Brown, it like was. randomly. You were like, turn around, Debbie, and on the marquee. <laughs> said the James Brown, yeah. yeah. Which was espresso with cinnamon, milk, brown sugar, vanilla extract, a splash of sexy. Just a splash. <laughs> and a whole lot of soul. That's, That's right. the James Brown. That's what it says. I get it with half the brown sugar because I was like, it's just too much sugar, even for someone that has kind of a sweet tooth. But delicious drink. I love that James it Brown. It looked really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> If you had, <laughs> if you were to make your own celebrity drink based on some performer that you really enjoy, who would you, uh, what would you name your celebrity drink? Oh, gosh. My celebrity drink, you know, Sia comes to mind. Sia. Is, yes. Um, just because the name is so fun mm-hmm. and it feels like nice and refreshing and something good on a cool, you know, yeah. a hot day, a cool drink. Yeah. A, a Sia. I'm going to have a Sia. It's all about the details in that drink, too. Like something should, bubbly. Bubbly. Yeah. Uh, maybe it has a like a, a little paper chandelier. Yeah. Yeah. yeah maybe uh, the, like a little wedge of lime or mm, something. The top is covered so you can't see the face of the glass <laughs> like Sia, you know, or maybe there is Sia's face on the back of it, but they make you turn it the other way while you drink it. That's right. That's <laughs> the right. drink rules. faces the other way. While rules. <laughs> Do not stare at Sia's face while you drink the Sia. <laughs> or we will say Sia. Sia. <laughs> <laughs> you drank the Sia drink the wrong way. That's right. See ya. And then you're like, wait, oh, oh, I get it. Okay, I guess I have to leave. Um, by the way, what was in that red, the red tortilla? I know. Yeah. Oh, maybe they have other drinks there. How about you? You know what? I love John Leguizamo, you know? Oh, what would be in that? Uh, maybe the Johnny Leg. I call it the Johnny Legs, oh. which is his nickname. Oof, it would have to have, like, it would have to be spicy, you know, maybe some like Cholula. Oh, gosh. Uh, yeah, He's I don't know. This sounds, this sounds horrible as I'm saying it. Keep going, keep building, But you know, a sp- have we ever had a, a spicy coffee before? I, I'm not sure. I mean, maybe that might be really good. I think you should go home after this and try it and then report yeah. back. I'm going to say it's, it's called the Johnny Legs. It's like a mixture between a, a Bloody Mary and coffee. <gasps> Which sounds horrible. <laughs> and it might be, guys. I will let the audience try it, perfect it, and get back to me. Oh my God. Oh my God. It's going to become like some like TikTok challenge or something. I oh, don't man. know. The TikTok challenge. The and you, you have to also drink this while walking on the egg crates, right. you know, <laughs> on one leg. <laughs> on one leg. <laughs> Interesting, though, to have like uh, drinks named after a person, then you're like, oh, I like that person. I'm going to do that drink. Like why? Like the Arnold Palmer. Arnold, Arnold Palmer. Say, yeah. That's yeah. The, is that I do the OG? Love, I don't know. I do love an Arnold Palmer. I mean, do you like an Arnold Palmer? I do. What is it? It's iced tea. And, and lemonade. And lemonade. Yeah. 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 It's perfect. But how did he get his name on that? He can't be the first one to have ever Maybe, put it together. Well, he might have been the, the one that made it famous. I don't know. Yeah. And it just lasted. I don't know. Maybe it's like his way of hydrating during your long golf things. Like the lemon hydrates you. Like how sometimes uh, you'll see like uh, there's these certain f- football coaches that will say that you should drink pickle juice to hydrate yourself. I don't know if that oh. actually works. It sounds like it wouldn't work because there's a lot of salt in there. But yeah, interesting. Something about it. For um, a year in high school when I ran um, track, my coach was like, don't have carbonation because yeah. it messes with you. So for decades, I literally stayed away from soda. 
Really? Not that I still run track or anything. Yeah, like yeah, that, yeah. But it just became a thing where when like, you ran track, what was what were your events? I ran hurdles. Really? I yeah, I ran hurdles. I'd say, and then I just we had a small team, so I would um, kind of run everything. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I was just a long distance guy. Yeah. Okay. Hurdles. I would have ate it so many times. I I couldn't run the hurdles without catching my feet. I, I don't know why. I'm just like not good at the hurdles. Yeah. I couldn't do the high ones like the 100 meter because they're too high. Oh, they're and, they're higher uh, hurdles? Yeah. And then whereas when you do the, I guess, 300, 400, I guess mm-hmm. I think it was the 300. They're shorter. They're shorter. Yeah. Hmm. It helps when you're short. Yeah. <laughs> Probably you not still, the best short. Do you still sport. run at all? Is that something um, that you enjoy? I do. Yeah. Yeah. I've really? done um, distance and everything. Yeah. I saw it. No longer sprinting. Well, occasionally I'll sprint the hills still just to yeah. keep up. But yeah, I, I, yeah, that's definitely a, a way to, for me to keep in shape is running. I'll do and, a couple five Ks every year. I, oh yeah, I have to be incentivized by like a cool T-shirt or something mm. that I get for me to be like, eh, I want to do this with a bunch of other people. Yeah, you know. Yeah, there's something. It's a very um, running. You know, there's running clubs. There's community around running. It's very mm-hmm. social. Can be a very social thing. Uh, my, Not my, for me, but <laughs> my yeah, for me it's like an individual thing. But <laughs> yeah, me too. Uh, my one goal. This is my only goal I have, and I've had the, I've had this not I've not passed this goal several times. So I was like, this is the goal. Uh-huh. When I run a five k, don't get beat by anyone running with a stroller because that happens. Oh. <laughs> People running with a stroller and they still beat me. They're fast. Yeah, because yeah, they can be. Yeah, but I shouldn't lose to someone running in this. Well, I don't. Know, I guess it depends on who it is. If they're yeah. a former, uh, you know, all American or something. You know, yeah. they had a baby. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, maybe. But that's my goal is to not get beat by anyone with a stroller. <laughs> That's good. That's a good goal. <laughs> That's it. Very low. And you, yeah, I was gonna like you could like you know set booby traps where you know they yes. kind of just like hit a divot. And oh, that's right. That's right. And... <laughs> or I said, "Oh my God, you have a kid. Watch out for this thing." And they're like, they slow down. Wait, that wasn't there. <laughs> Might get disqualified. Uh, hmm. Yeah. Might be worth it though. Might be worth it. Yeah. Yeah. I did get beat by them only because they disqualified me. Yeah. <laughs> Well, thank you for going to Highland Cafe with me. That oh, was a really so fun. fun meal. I love that neighborhood. So many nice places to eat around there. There are know. a lot. Yeah. yeah. And you kind of live in that neighborhood. Do you eat in that area a lot? Yeah. You know, it's kind of funny. We don't eat out that much and we have right. kind of our go-tos. And um, the one is, I don't know why I didn't mention this to us, but Taco Spot. We go to a lot in oh, Eagle Rock. Yeah. I've never been there. Yeah. They have a really good vegan uh, tofu burrito that I make vegan. Okay. And then there's a Mediterranean place, Aslan. Uh, so kind of go over the hill more. Yeah. There's so many choices now on York, though. I don't know why we don't actually go down as much as we could. Joy, oh. which is on the corner, is also good. It's not breakfast. That's probably why I didn't okay. mention it. Yeah. Gotcha. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Okay, we forgot I was going to eat this ube bun from D's. D's? Auntie D's. Auntie D's. In Eagle Rock. Is Auntie D Filipino? I think so. Probably. Yeah, yeah. All right, ube, which is the purple yam. I'm going to eat this. I'm going to eat a bite of this and see how... I, I love the ube flavor, though. Oh, man. It's a really nice soft bun. Mmm. It has that ube flavor. I love it. Texture. You said soft. What it's else? soft. Pretend we're on Top Chef and, like, you're like... <laughs> it's a very soft bun. You know what I mean? And then it's got that... 
I don't know how to describe the, it's like this sweet, yammy type flavor. Um, okay. You guys will have to try ube somewhere, U-B-E. It's yeah. purple, it's yam, it's in a lot of Filipino desserts. Mm. One more bite. Brent looks like he's enjoying himself, mm-hmm. like he's enjoying the roll. That's delicious. Mm. <laughs> and now for the Food Network, we're going to send this yeah, into the right. Food Network. <laughs> oh, I need to say better words then. This is delectable. <laughs> That's right. Describe it to the viewer through the screen, through the mm. through the microphone. I feel like I'm transported to the the, the hills of Manila. Uh, oh, yeah. I don't know if there's hills of Manila. I'm a bad Filipino. Yeah. We can ask Auntie D. Auntie D. Yeah. She was back there making We're, them this morning. She's Auntie D. We're pro D though. We're pro Auntie D, not anti Auntie D. There you go. You're having such a great. I mean, obviously it's 2023, and we didn't shoot these shows necessarily in 2023. But they're all coming out right now. So, yeah. like, I mean, that's awesome when you have so many shows coming out. Like I mentioned, Platonic, uh, American Born Chinese, Fatal Attraction, Tiny Beautiful Things, Bel Air. I mean, those all came out this year. Yeah. Yeah. It was kind of crazy when I saw the release dates of everything. And, you know, American Born Chinese is out now on Disney. And that's another one talking about, like, identi- identifying with yeah. um, with the characters and seeing ourselves. And, um, you know, it's like, I think he's a 15-year-old kid in high school. And I was like, oh, my God, that's my inner Mm 15-year-old. I'm like, and seeing, like, his immigrant experience and juggling that. I don't know if you've you've watched it. Yes, yes. Yeah, and, like, I so identify with that. And it, like, brought me right back to, like, me growing up and, like, where I want to be American. But I'm here's my Chinese parents, right. you know, and like bridging that gap. Well, and you have a pretty big group of friends on the show, like yeah. uh, women friends that yeah. hang out. Did that? I mean, was that something that you? Is that something that you've had in life? Or did that remind you of like things you've seen? I don't know. You know, I think in growing up, like in high school, I definitely had a couple of closer friends that just happened to be Asian. So I think there's this like, affinity. Okay, but it wasn't like all my friends. And I think for me, it's been this coming back to like who I am and identity and embracing like my mm-hmm. <laughs> my Chinese-ness. Sure. Yeah. Because <laughs> for so long, like it was just, you know, again, like, well, I grew up in Utah. So there it is. Right. You know, right. and not again, not knowing like where do I fit? Do I fit in with the Asian community or the Chinese community? And we can talk here like actors and mm-hmm. everything and not necessarily feeling like I know where I fit. Yeah. And I think as I've gotten older, some of this was with age and it's like, oh, I don't have to fit anywhere because I'm me and we're all individual and I can, I guess, go where it feels good. That sounds so cheesy and hokey, but well, like. But, <laughs> but it is. It is a thing. You know what yeah. I mean? Like sometimes you say things that seem a certain way and maybe they are, but it's also part of your experience. So yeah. that's cool. Yeah. During the whole Asian hate thing during the pandemic, I think it just, there was just a shift. Yeah. Mm. There was some. You know, like this stuff happens, life happens. What you, you said earlier about right. like how do things inform who we are, and right. like definitely life informs like what we bring to our art, what we want to say, what we want to express. I mean, you seem like you're a very positive person. Well, my experience I had led me to have such a sharp tongue, and like, <laughs> and I feel like I am a, a positive person, but I can go so quickly to like, oh yeah, but the, <laughs> you know. So it's interesting how these things they, they affect different people in different ways. You know. Yeah. Yeah, American Boy Chinese is like one of those shows, too. I, I really enjoy just you learn more about a culture that, mm-hmm. that, you know, just things I don't know about. I love watching shows about the cultures that I don't know because then I was like, oh, these are new things I'm learning 
And it's always cool. Yeah. Me. Yeah. I happened to be visiting my parents when it came out and I was able to stream the first few episodes and watch it with them. Uh-huh. So that was really fun because they were watching it and they knew the stories of all the Chinese because um, really? you know, they know the folk- folklore mm-hmm. and that's what they grew up on. And watching it, like hearing their perspective of watching the show and kind of for them bridging this gap of like, wait, what? what is this show about or what is this for? Because, right. you know, because it's. You know, Disney, it involves fa- some fantasy mm-hmm. and some moving of time frames. But it was just kind of fun to like, oh, these are the stories they grew up on. And here it's being introduced to a whole new audience of what, um, yeah, these folklore, you know, stories are. What did, they, what did they think about, you know, these stories that like are known to them? Were they excited? They're like, oh, more people are going to learn about this now. I don't know. How do they feel about it? Yeah, I think honestly, like like I said, they're, I think, a little confused. Oh, really? Like, who, who's the audience? I think for them, right. like, who's the audience? Who is this for? Mm-hmm. You know, and I was trying to explain like, oh, it's for, you know, Disney's, it's American. It's introducing our, like, Chinese culture and traditions to a wider audience, you yeah. know. And yeah. so, yeah, then they were like, oh, okay, that makes sense. Congrats on, the, on all these shows. I do want to talk about, Tiny Beautiful Things, mm. because Catherine Hahn is just one of the best, I think. I love yeah, watching everything she does. Me too. You had a scene with Catherine Hahn, I so did. I'm kind of like living vicariously <laughs> through you now. How was the audition for that? And also, what any interesting things happen when you work with Catherine Hahn, or how did you feel? Yeah, again, it was a, it was on a tape, because that's the world we live in now, right? Yeah. It was on a tape, and um, it was pretty much the scene that that's in the show, um, the pilot episode, and there was a little bit more to it. Mm-hmm. But it was it was a nice scene and it felt fully fleshed out. Like I got, you know, and I submitted it and again got the got the offer and it was like fantastic. And yeah, she's just so lovely. And I'm a huge Katherine Hahn mm-hmm. fan as well. And so I think I was when I saw her, I was a little like, oh my gosh, she was just so open and lovely and like generous and real. Yeah. <laughs> there was no pretense about yeah. her. And I was a little bit fangirling inside. You yeah. Know? So it was yeah. like I'm there, but I also, you know, I think it's one of those where, you know, I didn't, not that you have to like get a selfie or anything, but sometimes there's opportunity to take pictures, you know, with people we're working with. And she was just one where I think I was just so like in awe of like, let me just be in this space yeah, <laughs> with her, you know, and even in the break area and between shooting, she's just, you know, talking about like what's going on with her kids and real life stuff. Well, in the scene itself, and I don't want to spoil the scene, but... So I won't, but I will say this. Your kind of role, what happens in the scene is you make her uncomfortable. Whether yes. it's right or wrong, you make her uncomfortable. So how do you feel doing scenes like that? Because I'll tell you, when I have scenes when I, my goal is to make the other person uncomfortable <laughs> and I can tell that I really do that, that's one of my favorite things. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Some people are like, ah, I feel weird about it. How do you feel about that? Yeah. Well, I guess it's like fun, right? We get to play. Yeah. We get to play. And it's not something that normally I feel like I'm, I don't like to out, I might be thinking it inside, but maybe my eye roll is not like outwardly, like, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, I'm going to keep that to myself. (laughs) And so it's fun to be able to like, yeah, like express that on screen and just the disdain of you got to be effing kidding me. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. And, and having her, her response and playing off of her as well. Yes. Yeah. Which is fun. I'm being a little cryptic here because like I said, Mm -hmm. I don't want to spoil the scene. But you, you as the character, when you have this thing that makes her feel a little uncomfortable and she gives you some kind of response, my question is, do you as the character, do you believe her at all? Or are you like, no, you're full of crap? No, she is full of shit. <laughs> Interesting. Yes. Yes, man. 
I'll tell you, that's one thing I really love about TV right now is we don't have to have lead characters on the show that are like perfect. They have Mm -hmm. very real flaws and somehow we still like them maybe because of the flaws, maybe because we know that it's a real person instead. Yeah. Yeah. And they're so human. And in the, the, I love the entire series. So if people haven't watched it, please go watch it. Mm-hmm. It's just beautiful work um, from everyone on that show. And I think it, that's it. It's like so complicated. Everyone's human experience, like life, right. it can be, it's complicated. Yeah. And for this sh- series, anyway, I feel like the message is like, we're tr- all trying to do the best we can. Right. And she's yeah. trying so hard to do we're the best We're doing the best. Can. Life's hard. <laughs> And sometimes we don't make the right decisions. Exactly. And yeah. we fuck up. Yeah. Wow, we don't I'm make... just swearing left and right on this. I know. Yeah, um... <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realize I sweared so much until I'm just, like being recorded. Just to the engineer, Marco. Uh, Debbie cannot hear me. Three more swear words and Debbie will set the record on breakfast for the most swear words. Back to the show. Uh, De- <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, man. So, Debbie fan, what are three of your Favorite swear words. Well, I think it's Marco, very she's clear. going to say yeah. the three and then she's going to set the record. <laughs> yeah. No, there's, trust me, there's been much more swearing than this okay, on the good, show. Okay, good, good, good. With much less justification. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, man. Well, hey, before we get out of here, I do want to ask you three quick recommendations from Debbie Fan. Okay. What is the hidden gem show or movie that you love that people may not know? Well, we were talking about running. Mm-hmm. And a movie that comes to mind is um, Britney Runs a Marathon. Yeah. Do you see that? Sure. Okay, yeah. well, then it's not it's not hidden to you. No, 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 it's not hidden to other. me, but it's definitely <laughs> hidden to some people. Yeah. It's not like a big, main, giant, giant worldwide hit. Some people know of it, and if you don't, it's a great movie. Yeah, yeah. I loved it. Is that Jillian Bell? Is she it in is, movie? yeah. Yeah, that's really funny and <laughs> underrated. Yeah. Yeah, I like yeah. that movie. What is the show or movie you watch just for fun? Never Have I Ever. Never Have I Ever. I know. I love that show. It's so fun. I mean, and John McEnroe. Like, yes. Yes. Like, yes. It had my, it, my husband's in because John mm-hmm. McEnroe, if there was no John McEnroe, I don't know if he would have been in from, se- from there the is season, that, but it's just so and there's brilliant. Some, and there's some things where you're like, why is John McEnroe? <laughs> and then there's such a delightful payoff at the end of season one for John McEnroe. You're like, that is brilliant. Yeah. It, that is brilliant. I mean, he's basically on the show because of the main character. Her father has passed away, and his here one of his heroes was John McEnroe. Mm-hmm. So he does the voiceover for the show. That's the, the the very beginnings of it. But yeah, John McEnroe. Who would have thought that you would have teen comedy? I know. I would say this is a little bit like Pen Fifteen. You know, it's a little mm-hmm. uncomfortable at times, but very very funny, very real. Yeah. An Indian who lives in America. Yes. She was born in America. Teen. It's just, it's just really fun. It you know? is fun. It's yeah. fun. I auditioned for that show oh, once. You did. Yeah. That's what I have to tell you about. Oh, off yeah. There. <laughs> yeah. I want to hear. Uh, <laughs> anyway, never have I ever. Love that show. What is the show or movie that inspires you? Top Chef. Top Chef. Yes. Because they are so creative. And I, I mean, I cook, but I'm not a chef. And as I said, my palate's a little um, weak. <laughs> who are your favorite judges on Top Chef? Oh, well... The main judges. Yeah. Padma and Tom. Padma and Tom. And they've had and some other, like... They've had um, some fill-ins. Some fill-ins. Yeah, yeah when, Padman... Gail, when Gail was um, pregnant, they had someone else. I can't remember right now. But Padma's leaving. I heard this that. This last yeah. season. I know. She does Taste the Nation, which is also very inspiring. Okay. Um, could you get... To, have you watched that? It's I haven't. Her. Oh, it's... She goes around... Um, 
And it's on my list. Yeah. And she goes to different cultures and it's a food show, but it's really, really also a like human interest, like cultural education, like let's hear about people's stories and how they use food to bring that in. So that's also inspiring because it's just everyday people like. There's so many people from Top Chef that were contestants now that have their own shows or that are like big chefs, right? Yeah. Yeah. Weren't the the Voltaggio brothers from Top Chef? Yeah. Richard Blaze. Yes. Carla. Yes. Uh, I don't. I just remember Hootie Hoo, you know, her and her husband at the Hootie. grocery store. That's how they find each other at the store. Hootie Hoo. Yeah. Oh, there's Carla. Yeah. yeah. She's spun a bunch of shows now, too. I just um, am, am always amazed, like, from a creative standpoint, like how they're they're just like, here, here's a bunch of ingredients. And now go do something amazing and magical. I know. Yeah. In 30 minutes. <laughs> what? This is fills my same palette in a different way. I've been watching the second season of Is It Cake? Oh, have you seen that show? No, I haven't. Oh, is a cake is like, so basically it's bakers that are really good at making things that look real. In other words, they'll be like, oh, let's do this barbecue challenge. Uh, You have to make this thing looks like a barbecue and it'll all be cake, fondant, whatever. And they have to fool people. There's a real grill here and this thing they made and people have to look at it from far away and be like, ah, which one is the actual grill? Oh my gosh. Or the Jordan shoes or whatever. And then they pick which one it is. And then he goes to cut it. And he's like, is it cake? And he goes, cut it. And it's like, oh, it's not. And then the other one just like slices right through. That's like artwork. They're, they're amazing artists. Yeah. That's And then they, what do they do with the cake? Do they eat it? They eat like, it. Like the tiebreaker is who has the cake that tastes better. You oh know, like gosh. who fools them visually. And then they also taste the cake. Yeah, that feels so like, like tragic. Like it was like this the whole masterpiece. I know. And now I'm going to like break I it know. down and eat it. They're going to break it down and eat it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I guess it's not going to waste. But it's a funny, you know, it's it's, <laughs> it's like cake. Top Chef, but for cakes, and they're making it beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. So cool. I'll have to check it out. Anyway, <laughs> thank you for those recommendations. Yeah. yeah. Guys, if you would like to get more breakfast stuff, such as pics of Debbie Fan and I enjoying our breakfast from Highland Cafe, go to my website, brentpope.com. You can listen to all the breakfast episodes there. You can see clips from all my TV appearances and the official breakfast store with a bunch of fun stuff. Shirts, mugs, stickers. It's all in there. People of Earth, do yourself a favor of picking up something from the breakfast store, breakfaststore.com. And if you enjoy the show, please leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to Breakfast. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any new episodes. Breakfast is being enjoyed all over the United States and in 58 countries across the globe. We're currently in the top 250 on the podcast charts in Ireland. So thank you, Ireland. I know I'm only the second most famous Brent Pope in that country, but I will take it. And trust me, my breakfast burrito brigade, we are just getting started. Special thanks to my studio engineer, Michael Leon, and everyone at the fabulous Tiny Studio LA, tinystudioLA.com for making me sound so good. Debbie Fan, what is next for you? And where can we find you on social media? What's next is to be determined. Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. Social media, um, I guess Instagram is debbiefan.actor. Okay. And Facebook is Debbie Fan. Cool. I'm guessing. Everybody follow Debbie. <laughs> Watch a. <laughs> See her exploits, her wacky exploits on Instagram. That's right, wacky with dogs. Shocking, everyday shocking photos. Lots of dog photos. Oh, lots of dog photos. Yeah, you're a big dog rescue person, right? I am, yeah. I love that, man. I wish every dog had a home. We have a cat that we're trying to get a home to right now. I told you, he's like, we're feeding him outside, and I know he won't stop coming to our house. You're going to find him him. at your window, like, open, open, open. He does that already. He does it. Oh, he wants him so bad. We got to find a place for him. I'm going to find a place for him. Yeah. Anyway, (laughs) love all the animals. Thank you so much for coming in. This was uh, delightful. And uh, yeah, let's do it again real soon. Would love to. Thanks for having me. Yes. And with that, we put another joy riding around the neighborhood episode of Breakfast with Brent Pope in the old to go bag. See ya.
Enjoy breakfast with Brent Pope? Help support it by buying some awesome swag like the comfy shirts and the beautiful coffee mugs. Go to breakfaststore.com.